Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1061. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. I'm Carol Masser in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Now, Apple has released a new iPhone in September every year since uh, the iPhone 5 back in 2012, and we're all awaiting what's to come this fall. We're going to talk about that uh, with our own Mark Gurman. He's a tech reporter here at Bloomberg News, so we'll get an idea of what are some of the bells and whistles to expect on the new iPhone. Uh, back to, though, what's going on in the markets and what's going on when it comes to uh, top headlines in the business community. Here is Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much, Carol Nasser. Let's begin with a quote on Apple, a topic we'll be discussing in just a moment. Apple shares are up now by one. 1.6% to 159.75. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, they are all advancing today. Stocks rising the most in a week. Light trading. Treasuries are declining amid growing speculation. The Trump administration is gaining momentum in its efforts to reform the tax code. Here's where we stand with 28 minutes to go ahead of the close. S&P up 24, up 1%. NASDAQ up 84, up 1.4%. Dow Industrials up 191 points up by nine-tenths of one percent. The tenure down 9.30 seconds, yield there 2.21%. Gold down 5.10, the ounce down four-tenths of one percent. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up six-tenths of one percent to $47.64 a barrel. It costs even more to buy a home in the second quarter. And with more on the story, here's Bloomberg's Vinny Del Judice. Home prices rose 6.6% in the second quarter from a year earlier. That's the latest tally of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loan data. The U.S. property market has been starved for inventory. In many communities, home buyers are competing for a shrinking supply of listings. One reason? Many seniors are choosing to remain in their houses rather than downsize. Bloomberg Radio. People familiar with the matter say Vectron Corp, a Midwestern gas and electric utility with a market value of almost $5.1 billion, is considering options including a potential sale after receiving takeover interest. Vectron Corp, ticker VVC, up now by 8.1%. Recapping equities higher, S&P up 23, a gain there of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. Telephone. Well, yeah, nah. What we really want to know about is the next iPhone coming out this fall. Investors, consumers, all eagerly awaiting and anticipating what's to come. Uh, and yet for clues of what's to come from Apple, well, most of us might just need to look at what's already out in the smartphone marketplace. Here to explain, Mark Gurman, he's our technology reporter at Bloomberg News, uh, with more on his story that's on the Bloomberg terminal. It is one of the most read stories in the past eight hours and in the past 60 minutes. Hey, Mark, first of all, do we even know the date yet? I mean, can we, it's going to be September, correct? Yes, September is usually when they announce the new phones and they probably release them a few weeks to a couple of months afterwards based on past history. So yeah, I would bet on September for an announcement. We haven't uh, gotten a firm read on the exact date, however, at this point. They usually send out invitations a couple of weeks ahead. That's right. So we'll wait for that invitation for the exact date. What are we expecting in the new uh, iPhone? Uh, what's going to be the 10 year anniversary? So we, you know, expectations are pretty high. Yeah, and I have to say, I mean, the iPhone seems to, you know, to bring 
people together. Everyone that you talk to is interested in this phone. People don't really line up like this and get this excited about any other consumer product. And, you know, they sold over a billion of them. It's really become a smash hit, a mass market phenomenon. And for the 10th year anniversary, this is going to be a big step forward. So they're planning uh, three phones. And to answer your question about the 10th anniversary model, the differentiators here are going to be they're going to be packing a bigger screen into a smaller overall form factor. They're going to be adding a facial recognition scanner. So you can just scan your face using a 3D module to unlock the phone, improvements to the speed of the device, and of course, enhanced AR integration with the camera system. This is pretty cool. But, I mean, is some of this stuff out there? Because your story really kind of says, you know, there are some clues already out there in the marketplace among the existing uh, players, if you will, in the smartphone market. That's absolutely right. And I believe I wrote a story late last year saying, and this was my big, you know, pronouncement last year, <laughs> that 2017 – the theme of smartphones for 2017 is going to be super slim bezels and bigger OLED screens. And that's really come true. You saw the Samsung S8 in the March, April, May time frame with that design, a bigger screen, an OLED screen. These screens show better contrast. It's really a big difference when you look at it compared to a standard LCD screen that you have on your iPhone right now. There was the Andy Rubin Essential Phone coming out over the last couple of weeks, shipping uh, by next week on Sprint. There's other Samsung phones. Samsung Note 8 is coming out next week. There's a new LG V30 phone coming out in a couple of weeks, all with these slimmer bezels. And the iPhone, the new iPhone 8 is going to have that as well. And consumers will immediately understand what that means when they get them in their hands. Mark, will most feel that, you know, I've, Apple, you know, we all forget because the, the iPhone's been around for a decade and, and it feels like it's become so ubiquitous and it was a status symbol and I still feel to some extent it still is. Um, but they weren't first to the market, but many would say they did it better. Does Apple continue to take something that maybe somebody else floated out, whether it's Samsung or, or another player, and make it better? That's the thinking. That's what I believe. I believe that they're going to be taking a lot of those features and ideas and innovations that Samsung and Motorola and Palm, if you remember them, other players brought to the market over the last 10 years even. I mean, I remember when the Palm Pre was announced in Las Vegas in January 2009, and I thought that thing was such a leap forward. It's a shame that the company was bought out and they killed off Palm a few years later um, after HP acquired it. But that phone had inductive charging, so you'd be able to put the phone on a mat for it to charge. You don't have to put the connector right in the bottom of the phone. That's something this new iPhone is expected to have. The OLED screens have been on Samsung phones for upwards of five years. Motorola has had them. LG has had them. It's a big deal for the industry, and that's where Apple's going. Will they be able to pull it off better than others? That's the hope. I hope so, given that we've waited all these ta- this time for those features to make its way uh, to the iPhone. Bloomberg listeners know that in my household, we become um, you know locked into the Apple ecosystem. That's a choice we made a few years ago and we continue to do it in our home. Uh, the momentum that we see towards Apple, is it because so many are locked into that ecosystem or is it because Apple still, that product is what everybody wants to, to own because the technology, the performance uh, is there maybe better than others that are out there? Yeah, you know, I think there's a split there. There's a lot of people who want it because of the performance, but there's some people who are stuck in the ecosystem because they're just so deeply embedded in it. I know I am, and I know I come from a, an Apple iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, Mac, iPad family as well. We all, when I was growing up at home, you know, we had our Apple watches, we had our iPhones. We would we would wait in line as a family for the new iPhone to come out. I remember one year uh, the phone came out on my parents' anniversary, so it was me, them, my brother, <laughs> and of course the dogs. We all waited together and we got the phones. Uh, so 
yeah, we're an iPhone family. They love it. My parents, my brother, and always, my brother's in college right now, and everyone uses iMessage. It's the it's the hit social media, uh, social networking application right now. Yeah. And that's an ecosystem play, and, and likewise yeah. for me. All right. We're going to leave it on that note. So we'll look for some more particulars and follow uh, your coverage on this. Uh, and uh, the new phone that comes uh, and is expected in September. Mark Gorman, thank you, thank you. Technology reporter at Bloomberg News. Uh, joining us from our Bloomberg 960 studio in San Francisco. Check out his stories at Bloomberg.com and on Twitter at Mark Gurman. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. Once again, a check on your latest world and national news headlines. We've got Nathan Hager over in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Carol. Well, after laying out his Afghanistan strategy last night, President Trump pivots back to the issue he campaigned so hard on last year, immigration. He is on his way as we speak to Arizona, where he will tour a Border Patrol base in Yuma this afternoon hold a campaign rally in Phoenix tonight. The president's controversies could follow him, though. The fallout from Charlottesville has continued. Senator Flake was someone, as well as Senator John McCain, who were quite critical of the president for his response to Charlottesville. Now, uh, they have also been somewhat more praiseworthy of the president's decision to add more troops to Afghanistan and not pull out. Bloomberg Chief Washington Correspondent Kevin Cirilli referring to Arizona Republican Senator Jeff Flake there on Bloomberg Television. The Secret Service has put in plenty of over- Overtime protecting the first family, but as Bloomberg's Nancy Lyons reports, agents might not get paid unless a statutory pay cap goes up. The Secret Service says nearly a third of its employees are exceeding the existing cap on combined salary and overtime. So the agency is looking to Congress to raise the cap. The current cap is about $160,000, and the, the suggestion is to raise it to about 187. Bloomberg BNA senior reporter Louis Lebrecht says this usually happens in election years. In fact, it happened last year. Congress and the president were able to sign a bill that increased the pay cap for calendar year 2016. But that was just a temporary cap. They want it to be permanent. Nancy Lyons, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. Global News, 24 hours a day. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries in Washington. I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.